Good afternoon, everybody. And we are back. I am Shawnee, and welcome to the Shawnee View, designed for happy life, engineered to last. The purpose of my podcast is to exemplify dreams and goals and how to achieve them through self-motivation and inspiration from others. There is a saying, give a man a fish and you feed him for a day. Teach a man to fish and you feed him for a lifetime. Today's episode will be on a topic suggested by a listener. That topic is social media depression. It is a real thing that affects many people, young and old. Facebook depression in particular is used to refer to the feeling people get when they see their friends leading what appears to be a more exciting life than they lead, based on their friends' status updates and photos. Some experts point out social media cannot cause depression or other mental health conditions because it is simply a tool, but it can certainly make conditions that are already present all the more painful. Notifications are like junk food. They give us a rush of dopamine because someone liked our comment or status update or because someone posted something on their page, but the jolt of happy energy we get is a hollow one. It's not lasting. Did you know that social media companies hire attention engineers who borrow principles from Las Vegas casino gambling? There are also other places from which they pull principles to try to make these products as addictive as possible. Dopamine is the chemical that makes us feel good when we smoke, when we drink, and when we gamble. And in this generation, we have unlimited access to this chemical through social media and cell phones when we're coping with significant stressors. So when this stress shows up in our lives, if we don't have healthy coping skills, we don't turn to people, we turn to alcohol, drugs, gambling, and now social media, which has been added to the list. It's now seen as an addiction. Just like anything else, too much of a good thing can quickly become a bad thing. Social media should not be used as a crutch. It should not be our go-to activity when we need our spirits lifted. In fact, it may do the exact opposite and promote negative experiences such as inadequacy about your life or appearance. This generation is good at putting filters on everything. People look like they have a much better life than they really do. People are posting pictures of when they are really happy, and some even modify those pictures to be better looking or happier than they really are. We learned years ago that people were airbrushed in magazines, and some people are still learning that the magic of makeup and surgery can just do miraculous things. Don't get confused by looking at these beautiful and happy people on social media and start comparing yourself to them. You don't see the unfiltered behind-the-scenes, day-to-day, bland status quo, and you end up comparing your behind-the-scenes to the other people's fake highlight reel and using them as a mirror or benchmark for how you should look or how successful you should be or live. In all actuality, you will become your happier self when you stop putting pressure on yourself to be like someone else. Don't get me wrong. Social media can be a wonderful thing. It can connect us to people we haven't talked to in years, and it can allow us to share photos with family members who live hundreds of miles away. It can help us set up events like parties and book clubs. It can provide hours of entertainment with funny memes and cat videos. People use social media for many things such as socializing, finding and sharing information, and shopping. These are just a few of the ways that social media can improve people's lives. But the bottom line is that it's only a diversion. 
Studies have shown that people who ditch Facebook are typically happier than those who don't. However, if you feel like cutting the cord is just too much for you to handle, then take steps to reduce your usage if you feel it is becoming too draining. Much more fulfilling is spending the day with friends rather than settling for communicating with them online. As for myself, I honestly use social media to view funny videos and memes, but also to keep in touch with family and friends and the masses. Because if you really, really know me, you know that the best way to reach me is through text or social media. I will speak to certain people, but I don't grant everyone access into my personal life. I post pictures because I'm a picture person, hence the reason my first self-published book is about a kid and his love for photography. Had it not been for promoting my book and my podcast, I would actually be on one of my infamous social media breaks right now. But since I use it as a tool to promote weekly episodes of The Shawnee View, then I have to find an alternative way to take my breaks. These breaks last anywhere from a month to a year. I usually take them when I find myself being too involved online or distracted from things that really matter the most. Not only is my phone usually face down, but I also mute any and all notifications to include the ringer on my phone. I only turn them on if I'm expecting an important call or email. I apply these practices because they grant me the exception of not being drained or programmed. But with these practices, to each his own. I'll just say, live your life and appreciate who you are and what you bring to the world without comparing yourself to others. Oh, and use social media responsibly. Next week's topic will be another suggestion from a listener. Keep them coming, people. So if you like what you hear, please follow, subscribe, like, add, request, comment, and share. Yeah. All of that good stuff. See you Monday.